Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. This is the Jillian Michael Show coming at you from TuneIn Studios in Venice, California. Oh, hello. Oh, John, John Carlos typing. That's all right. <laughs> Jesus, I can't make any fucking noise. <laughs> I can't chew gum. I can't wear a Meanwhile, jacket. Meanwhile, by can't... the way, when he listens to the show, if he hears anything going on, guys, the sound on this is terrible. <laughs> guys, guys, True, where'd you record these ads? Where'd you record these ads? The subway tunnel? What What the hell? <laughs> Tip-tapping. All, all true. Chomping on gum, swishing around in his swishy-ass jacket. <laughs> Jesus. All true. It's good to be back, guys. Yeah. It's good to have you back. Yeah. I missed you. Good to have you back, G. Good to have you back. And I, my one of the day... <laughs> Is is I no is happiness. <laughs> is this a follow up to joy versus happiness? Yeah, but like <laughs> it's a little bit similar. But I realize that by saying happiness, I'm happier. Maybe don't say it so much so I don't have too much bleeping. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but I realize like all of these books about happiness. Yeah. They're, they're doing such a massive disservice. They're telling the greatest lie ever as though as though we should all be happy all the time, yeah. as though that's possible. Um, and like we're doing something wrong. It's yeah, like, oh, you should not. you should be happy all the time. Like they, this is this is the way to be happy. Like, you just don't know how to be happy all the time. Like and then I often am like, why am I not happy all the time? Right. <laughs> What's you know, what I mean? like, why am I not happy? Oh my god, I don't feel elated today. How come I'm not happy? What's wrong with me? Why am I so ungrateful? How come I'm not happy? And it's like, I don't. I think that that's so unfair. I, I that's not life. It's not. It's not. Life is not about being happy all the time. It, it's not. If I had to guess, because I don't know, I'm not God. But if I had to guess, like, there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on down here. A lot of crazy shit. Like, we we happen to live. In twenty percent of of the world that is developed, where you know we're we're able to 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 live not under the threat of danger with a roof over our head and clean Have food water, and clean right. water, yeah. right? But like, you know, the majority of the world doesn't have that actually, yeah. and you know they're not like oh, reading books about happiness, right? You know, I mean, and while we can talk about like yes, you know, loneliness and yes, having a, a better sense of community and yes, having a purpose and yes, having a meaning, but those those things are not necessarily happiness. They might make you feel better, and that's great. But I think what they do is allow you to endure the hardships that naturally come with living your life. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like somebody needs to call bullshit on all this happiness speak. You just did. I just did. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Now, I had a friend who used to honestly believe there were three things in life, and you could never have all three. And it was health, mm. relationship, Work and work. Yep. 
And she said, you'll never have all three. And I'm not sure I believe that. I've often found, like, when my personal life's going well, work is hard. When work's going well, my personal yeah. life is non-existent. But, like, like I also think, like, it's a bit like like a, like a um, friggin', um, oh, my God. Uh, uh, what is this? Something that goes up in... Jackpot. Vegas. Pull. Slot oh, machine. Slot, slot machine. machine. Yeah. Like, every day I pull way. the thing... <laughs> Right? Is it vertical? Every day I shut up, Jake. Cindy, don't be dirty. They're all now. They're all making jerk off symbols. Not, what's this? All? Did you see my hand do uh, anything? Well, the one behind oh, you okay. is Jacob. Cindy. G has to actually hold his hands in the two hands so that he doesn't do That's it. That's why G's oh. happier than most. And I wasn't going there, but well now I'm there. <laughs> She oh does. my God! She's I mean, that's what happens when you're holding Latin. his hands like a school child, so he wouldn't make a symbol. But yeah, yeah. he's a big boy. If it's proportionate to him, oh it's oh my be God, good. he does fine. Yeah, he does fine for himself. But it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard this from so many different sources. Let's change the subject and fuck <laughs> happiness, <laughs> including my toddler when they stop. Were Speaking together. of happiness, <laughs> my point is <laughs> that bad shit is going to happen all the time. Some of it you can control and some of it you can't and life's not fair and it's filled with evil, dark shit, horrible, horrible things that are unthinkable. And I feel like to expect happiness, A, makes me feel like I must be doing something wrong. B, it it, it, it like I it, it inherently sometimes makes me think life is not fair because why are other people born into situations that it's almost impossible to be mm. happy about? And I'm not like... And you once talked about, I think, years ago when you did Est, right? Like, I, the, I, the root of misery is expectation. Well, if you expect to be happy... I actually pulled up the definition of an upset. Ooh! it's composed of all of the following three elements. Go. Thwarted intention. Mm-hmm. Yes! Unfulfilled expectation. Yes! And undelivered communication. There you go. Ooh. I have a very different perspective on happiness, though. I think... I don't go. really look for happiness from external sources. I look, I, I look within myself. Right. And whether it's a recollection, whether it's creating a moment. And, it's creating a moment. And That's what it is. humor for me is one of the biggest yeah. parts of my happiness. Like I can find the levity. Um, don't get me wrong. I get upset and I have bad days and I get frustrated like we all do. But I always try to find where's the humor in the situation. Like, And I think as our life has <laughs> developed. Yeah. We start just to start to laugh at shit that we know is going so. Oh wrong, yeah, no. This morning, like, this just shit just goes so like that like, completely. That is so absurd. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, you know what? Like this is a massive inconvenience. But right, I find humor in it. Like, you have well, to. I mean, I, it's I remember insane. leaving the doctor with Lori when I was getting my my diagnosis for my my uh, ovarian cancer. And, <laughs> I can't um, find fun fun in that. Well, we got we we were standing waiting for the car, and and uh, she said, well. You look great. How, how do you feel? I said, I feel great. She said, yeah. I mean, except for those giant tumors in your belly. And uh, she, I laughed so hard. And she, afterwards she said, wow, I really wasn't sure if I should have said that. But she broke the tension with just calling reality. Yeah. And look, enjoy every moment you can in the moment because the next moment, you know, you get hit by a bus. But yeah, the future fine. is not certain. But like, don't let go of your sense of humor. I think your sense of humor awards you more of those happy moments because if you can laugh, physically you're doing a wonderful thing for your for your body and chemically. Yeah. Um, but you're all you're also resetting it. 
you're you're resetting where maybe the misery had just taken you, and you're you're back up again. Instead of being like negative ten, you're you're back to zero maybe. Yeah. But still, it's up. I love laughing. I love it. I love listening to stupid shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I could read you some of the crazy birthday messages I got from my high school friends. Oh God. I, they're just too. They're not appropriate to read, but. <laughs> It's just <laughs> of course not. the fact that I know other people that are as whacked out in their mind as I am. But see, those are the it's appreciating the little things, though. Yeah. I think that is the key is like appreciating little things, having zero expectation that you can and should be happy all the freaking time. Right. And and finding happiness in moments like there are moments. Last week I was driving down the road and I was thinking about the weekend that I has had planned with the kids and like Deshanna's in town and it's like nice to have her here and i'm like oh my god oh f whoa holy shit i think i just levitated i might be a little bit happy in this moment and we haven't had any fires to put out today and like there were a few things that actually went well instead of bad and it was like but i was like oh, i'll enjoy this moment and not expect it to exist tomorrow when 10 more things go wrong right but for the longest time, I was like, why am I not happy? Why am I not happy? Why am I not happy? How come I'm not waking up whistling zippity-doo-dah out of my butthole? Like, why am I not happy today? And, and I realized that it's like, because shit goes wrong. Bad things happen. People get hurt. People do shitty things. Like, and I, and, I also think it starts with the quality of your sleep. It does. <laughs> that, that's not, you're not wrong about that I either. I think so. I that mean, sets the tone for me Well, health. I mean, and when your dreams. overall health is well- yeah. Right. Susie always says that Susie Orman, yes, your health is your number one wealth. Yeah. But I, I think that like, yeah, there are ways to cultivate it, like more meaning, more friendships, laughing more, finding more the humor, silver lining, like yeah. creating experiences. Get out in nature. It, God, get, oh, my find, God. Yeah. yeah. Get out in nature and, and find silence. You giving know, back, like so volunteer for once in a while, doing something you love. Talk about silence. Okay, so I recently experienced, for the first time in my life, I went to a sound healing session as well as a Reiki mm. meditation. And it was the most incredible hour and a half wow. that I have experienced to be able to literally be so still and not realize that you're so still that you wake up and all your appendages are asleep. Um, <laughs> but it was just incredible to turn off the whole world and just be in this environment with other people's energy and just experience the sound, the darkness, the, all of these mm -hmm. elements. And then the, the sleep that I had after that, I've never slept like that. Peaceful. I, it was so, I was just like, Holy shit, well, like where did I go? Well, maybe yeah. that's the And where did the, I come back to? Maybe that's the key. It, look for peace. And if you find peace, there'll be a lot more happy moments. I agree. I'm cool with happiness. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm a big believer in therapy. Whether you're dealing with ongoing issues or just going through a rough patch. And now there's therapy for how we live today because it's mobile. Talkspace is an online therapy that makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. You provide your preferences and Talkspace matches you with a therapist the same day. Instead of having to wait till your next appointment, you can send your therapist unlimited texts, audio pictures, and video messages from anywhere at any time. And if life is feeling particularly tough, you can schedule a live video session with your therapist for extra support. 
Talkspace has more than 5,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match you with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com and make sure you use the code Jillian to get $65 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's Talkspace.com, promo code Jillian. There's so many paths to finding your family story. But whether you're tracing them generations back with a family tree or uncovering your ethnicity with Ancestry DNA, it's easy to get started with Ancestry. Ancestry DNA can tell you your ethnic origins and give you historical details to bring your family stories to life. And it doesn't just tell you what countries you're from, it can also pinpoint the specific regions. I was pretty sure I knew where my grandparents were from, and now that I've confirmed it with an Ancestry DNA test, I want to see how many generations back I can go. It was super easy to do. I got my kit, sent in my saliva sample, and they sent me my results. Give it a try. Start exploring your family story today. Simply head to my URL at Ancestry.com slash Jillian to get your Ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's an Ancestry DNA kit and a free trial at Ancestry.com slash Jillian. One more time, guys. It's Ancestry.com slash Jillian. All right, guys, we've done uh, we've done these segments before on like the basic form for push ups and pull ups and dips and this and that. But I thought I saw this article on men's health called like the pull up debate. And I was like, okay. And uh, I mean, basically, they kind of look at different ways of doing a pull up and weigh out the pros and cons. And I thought, all right, this is kind of this is interesting. Like, I disagree with some of it, but we'll go over it. So one is the dead hang pull up. So the dead hang pull up is when you literally just you like you hold on to the bar, right? And you just everything's loose, everything's released. And the shoulder blades come away from your spine, so they're not adducted. Whereas traditionally, um, back in the day, we used to do only like adducted pull-ups or even pull-downs where you never allowed your shoulder blades to come away from your spine during the exercise. But you know, as as uh, times progressed, um, a dead hang pull up or even a dead hang lat pull down, a wide bar pull down, became more popular. Now, here's the issue: you, the good thing is, right? You you got a greater range of motion. You get a good stretch on your back muscles, um, but you're also can. It's like it's the good and the bad, right? So their con is you're leaving your shoulder ligaments vulnerable to strains. Now they're, they're right, you are, but. If the weight is light enough, and this is why I would recommend personally doing this with an assisted pull-up, right, until you're very fit, or doing it with a wide grip pull-down with lighter weight. So you do the dead hang. So it's two movements. So you're at a dead hang. Then the first movement is pulling your shoulder blades in, back, and down, lifting your chest up, and engaging the muscles in your upper back. From there, you perform your pull-up. Then you lower down, and then you can release to a dead hang. So it's two movements. And you do it with lighter weight. Now, of course, the compromise is you're doing this move with lighter weight because of the ligaments in your shoulders, and then you're going to compromise the intensity of doing a heavier weighted pull-up or pull-down. Does that make sense? So what I do is I do both. Hmm. So once in a while, I'll do the dead hangs, and I'll do them assisted. So... I'll either do them on a pull-up machine where I can counterbalance my body with weight or with like a band that I've wrapped around the bar and I put one foot in. 
or I'll do it on a pull down machine by doing like, okay, I'll do 70 pounds from like a dead hang position, even though I'm not hanging, but like releasing the muscles, leaning back, pulling the shoulder blades back and down and then performing my pull down. And then I'd say 70% of the time I do heavier weight and keep my shoulder blades adducted throughout the entire movement. So that's how I get the best of both worlds. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Why are you making that So Because I'm picturing <laughs> I know this is why fitness is yeah, so it's, hard. Yeah, it's because I'm picturing like the assisted with the band, and then okay, assisted. With, that's interesting. There are ways of doing assisted. Is like a machine. Right? Was that, that, what was that called? Like the gravitron or something? Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. You can stand on it, or you can kneel on it, and you you put a weight the weight, pin say, in the weight yeah. stack to counter to offset the weight. That's one way. You're sitting on a lap pull down machine. You select the weight you want to pull down. Mm-hmm. Instead of 85 pounds, I'll do 65 pounds. If I'm not doing constant tension, which means keeping my shoulder blades Mm. adducted throughout the entire movement and never releasing them. So, uh, again, if the weight's lower, then I'll do the dead hang. So Mm. I'm getting that good stretch. I'm getting that fuller range of motion. And that's helping me build and protect my shoulders. Mm. Right? But the weight is light, so I'm not risking my injury. But then it's compromising the intensity of my pull down or my pull up. And that's why I do two different kinds over the course of the month. That's cool. Then there's kipping pull-ups, uh, which, you know. I don't know, all, I don't know those. We all know I'm not a fan of these, except for apparently you, Cindy. Um, they're <laughs> like CrossFit pull-ups. Basically, you you kind of swing your your body and you thrust your hips and it kind of like propels you with momentum up towards the bar. Oh, I've seen So it's like yeah. as many reps as possible and they're like, and they like swing themselves up. Like, I don't, I mean, on no planet is this the best concentric contraction, eccentric contraction, isometric contraction. And their argument is like, oh, it's more efficient. It's like in what way? Because you got your chin above the bar more times. You're not building more strength or power. Um, oh, it's, you know, better endurance. It's like, I, once again, I don't see it. I I mean, if it's core strength you're after or endurance you're after, there are a million better ways to do this. Um, I just think you're not building strict strength. You're not building the best type of explosive strength. You're not building the best type of core strength. That's when I'm always going to say, you know, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. Um, don't avoid. There's no reason for that. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about how to progress so that you can do a pull-up. Uh, and and I'll, I'll go over it one more time. Try a static hold on the bar. So you essentially, you can step up on a platform, right? Or jump up, get your chin above the bar, and then control the the lowering of the body. So shoot for three to five seconds as you lower your body back down to the start position then you step up again so you're building strength in what's called the hmm. eccentric contraction the lowering or the stress the muscle is stretching and getting longer so a lot of people can do that right they're gonna have a harder time with the concentric yeah, or the shortening yeah. or the pulling up um but basically that's gonna be a, a great way to build strength another one is once you get I, I say negatives first, then static holds. I think static holds are harder than negatives, which are the, the slow Sounds lower. Like it, yeah. So shoot for 10 seconds, then 20, then 30. Another thing you can do is assisted. So just like we talked about with like a Gravitron or taking like a big tube or those giant rubber bands, right? Mm. Loop it over the bar. So you, you throw the band over the bar, you pull one end through the other. 
So it's connected to the bar. You put one foot in the band and you've got a weight assist. Hmm. The thicker the band, right, the more weight assist you're getting. The thinner the band, the smaller the band, the less weight assist you're getting. And then you're ready to start doing your pull-ups. Do not do the dead hang ones unless you're very fit. Um, do those on the, the pull-down bar with very light weight. And avoid the kipping entirely. Don't I, do it. I will, I promise. <laughs> you can count And then that. if you're crazy fit, by the way, I mean, you could always do things like um, you know, weighted pull-ups, single arm pull-ups, L-sit pull-ups. Like weighted, you see those guys that add the weight vest or put the weight around their, their waist? Like my brother can do those all day long. Wow. Plyometric pull-ups where you can pull yourself up with such explosive strength that you can clap above the bar. Like rope pull-ups, like, like towel pull-ups, holding on to towels wrapped around the bar so it improves your grip strength. You know, when you do those L-sits, your legs are extended out in front of you. Mm -hmm. Archer pull-ups. I mean, uh, there's a million different pull-up variations as you get more fit that you can incorporate to continuously evolve in your pull-up. Cindy. So I just checked out the new women's line from pro surfer Kelly Slater's company, and it's literally awesome. They have everything from core basics to beautiful dresses. But one of my favorite things about AutoKnown is that they have great clothes that don't hurt the environment. They use chemical-free manufacturing and fair trade certified recycled or organic materials. And they only work with factories that pay fair living wages and provide safe working conditions. So outer-known clothes are for people and planet. And seriously, the clothes are awesome. One of the things I ordered was the Costa shirt, and it's a timeless, comfy shirt that I'm going to have forever. In fact, I'm going to order it in a couple of other colors too, because it's just too easy not to. Go to outerknown.com today and enter my code Jillian at checkout and you'll get 25% off your full price order. That's outerknown.com, O-U-T-E-R-K-N-O-W-N.com and remember to use my code Jillian at checkout for 25% off. Check them out today, outerknown.com and don't forget promo code Jillian for 25% off. Hey, you know what, Jillian? We have a very special guest on the phone. I bet you didn't know that. I do know because she's been sitting on hold for five minutes <laughs> while Giancarlo, the gorilla, figures out like to get rid of his gum, take off his swishy-ass jacket. <laughs> the engineer has already been in here twice. The manager of the studio to give him a new insert for his headphones, even though all this was cleared. And Katie sat on the phone because we decided to get her on early so we could be more efficient. We have a very, Katie who? A very, Who's on? very patient it's Katie Morton. <laughs> <laughs> who's an LMFD, a YouTuber, and the author of Are You Okay? A Guide to Caring for Your Mental Health. Uh, 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 Katie, hi. Yes. We, we hi. all need your help, as you can see. <laughs> hi, Katie. Sorry for all the delays. Oh, my goodness. Totally fine. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you? Doing well. I'll have you know that you, uh, you've got a lot of fans here, in particular... The one that kept you on hold for about 10 minutes while he <laughs> situated his ass. Um, but first, let's tell the audience a little bit about you, if they don't know. Um, you wrote an awesome book. I believe it came out a few months ago called Are You Okay? A Guide to yeah. Caring for Your Mental Health and Well-Being, right? So can yeah. you tell our audience a little bit about this book and why you wrote it? Yeah, so I've been on YouTube for a little over seven years. Um, just I'm a licensed therapist, so I'm always creating like mental health educational content. And what I realized is that most people don't 
understand the therapy process or mental health in general. A lot of people don't know how to find a good therapist, how to even know if they need help. Um, and just over the years of talking with my audience online, I realized that people didn't know that. And so I created the book to kind of bridge that gap. It's kind of think of it as like a mental health starter guide, like a 101. What I kind of love is on the differences between mental health and mental illness and give people really tangible, accessible advice to feel better. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on those differences for our listeners. Yeah, well, the difference between mental health and mental illness is kind of consider our mental health the same way you consider physical health. We all have it. It's something that we have to, you know, make up, like keep up with every day, like do basic things. So the difference, uh, the difference between mental health and mental illness is I like to think of it kind of the way we think about physical health is that we all have a mental health and it needs upkeep every day. Like I need to sleep well. I need to eat well. I need to make sure I'm engaging in relationships that are fulfilling. I, you know, there's all these things that we just maybe do on autopilot, but at the very least we have certain things we do to take care of our mental health so that, you know, we, we feel good most days, but Right. You know, just like we can have a physical illness, right? So we're talking like physical health, mental health. And then we, if we had, if we got sick, it might start off that, oh, I kind of feel just not quite myself. I'm kind of tired. And I have this itch in my throat. You know, it kind of comes on slowly. And mental health is just the same. And it becomes a mental illness when we cannot function in our daily life anymore. Like the things that we used to do with ease, like, like I was talking like doing things on autopilot, like, oh, I can... I can completely do all the interviews and calls I need to do today. I can uh, respond to those emails. I can get that out. You know, all the things we do. You can't function. Can exactly. You're just not able. It's, it's like you have a cold. You really need to, you know, go to sleep, take care of yourself, go see the doctor, take the medication if you need to. Like, think of it just that same way. And so if, if your mental health has deteriorated to the point where you can't do the things you need to, then it could be a mental illness. It could be, I love that because a lot of times I, I think people don't realize that they aren't one and the same or it's like, I don't have mental illness. I'm not schizophrenic. And it, it's exactly. like, no, <laughs> it's you, like saying, I don't have a cold. I don't have cancer. You're right. Like, no, no shit, Sherlock. I know you don't have cancer. <laughs> you can have a basic cold. Come on now. <laughs> and also, why do you think there's so much? I mean, you have 50 friggin' million YouTube views, so maybe you don't. But whenever I just talk to friends um, about maybe they're depressed or maybe they should see somebody or maybe they should consider seeing a therapist, there's such a stigma a lot of times mm-hmm. around this. And it's crazy because, like you said, everybody has mental health, right? And it can be good, it can be bad, it can go up, it can go down, which, you know, in some cases I imagine would be situational, right? That would be inherent. Like if something bad happens, your mental health is going to be compromised. Yeah, of course. Like there's, I forget the exact list, but there's like a top 10 most stressful things that can happen in your life. And they're like divorce or breakups, moving. I mean, we know it's really stressful. People don't talk about it, but there's a lot of things that easily can throw us off. And just the way we go get a physical, get a checkup or anything else, really, we need to take a vacation. I've been feeling kind of burnt out. Like, those are things people do easily. But when we say, oh, you should probably talk to a therapist, they're like, well, I'm not crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not crazy. Yes. You should get some outside perspective. Right. And I want because you, you talk a lot about how one of these factors that can compromise our mental health is social media. And I have to say that, like, I don't. I struggle with it a bit because it's it feels like another job and 
You know, people mm-hmm. sometimes are like, oh, she doesn't respond to, to her comments. It's like, dude, I have two kids. You know, <laughs> yeah. my business partner and I are running five separate mm-hmm. businesses. And, okay. you know, it's like, I, and I'm trying to take care of my health and sanity. Like, I'm not a 19-year-old on social media. So, like, yeah, I try to get on there. But it, it is very bizarre, like, the way it affects people if you don't respond or, you, oh, you didn't, she doesn't check her DMs. I'm 45. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, I, like. I, I am busy. Like I don't. It doesn't mean I don't like you. It doesn't mean I don't care. And I notice. So I I would get off of it if I didn't feel the need to do it for work on a personal level. I follow like a few people, like under a hundred, and the people I follow generally are people I know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I started to find it's crazy. Again, at forty five years old. Like, I had this one friend who I would be like, dude, you know, like, come over. Like, let's hang out. I was constantly chasing her to hang out, right? Busy, 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 busy. And then I'd go on social media and see her hanging out with a bunch of people. And oh. it would hurt, it hurt my feel like, it, like I was in high school. And I didn't, like, unfollow yeah. her because I'm not five. But I did mute. <laughs> I did mute her. Because I was like, I don't yeah. want to see her stories. I don't want to see her posts. Like, yeah. she doesn't know and she doesn't listen to my podcast or whatever. But, like, now I, I never see it. I never think about it. I wonder, like, what do people, like, why does this affect us? So I am a grown-ass woman. Why is <laughs> this affecting me? Why is it affecting Giancarlo, who's a grown-ass man? And what what the hell can we do about it? I mean, there's a lot of Obviously, you know, no matter how old we are, we're still affected by people that we're in relationships with. And I think the main thing that I always tell people, and even myself, like, I've muted people, too, and I don't feel bad about it. It makes me feel better. Like, I'm yeah. feeling happier more days. And I think that's what we need to consider is just noticing how you feel before you interact with the social media platform and then how you feel after. Like, I, I for a while, even felt, like, anxious about getting on Instagram because I was like, oh, my God, I need to, like, like everybody's things. They're going to think I'm not paying attention. Oh, my God, I do that. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I never even thought. I literally will go through there like a job at the end of the day and, like, like everybody's things because I'm like, okay, I got to make sure they know I'm paying attention. I care, and, which is another reason I only follow, like, 90-something. I literally it's can't believe you. I never even That's thought it. about that. I do that. That's crazy. So, yes. Yeah, and, like, how stupid is that? It's like, insane. <laughs> Also, like, I'll just talk to you in, like, in real life. How is that? Like, let's connect person to person. And so I think the thing about social media that's important to remember is we have to, just like we watch what we eat and put into our mouths, watch what you, like, digest with your eyes. Like, what are you allowing yourself to participate in? Are the people I'm following... Are they healthy for me? Katie, you're so spot on. You know, you just, the both of you just made a comment. So my whole thing is the, what the diet of your eyes is so important. So Jillian just went on this amazing trip to Africa. If I would follow her on social, there would be nothing for her to share with me when she got home. And I think being off social has given me the ability to genuinely connect with people where I go to dinner and I don't look at my phone for two hours because we have that much to talk about. But isn't that a beautiful thing? I like, love it. The, I love it. But I get shit from people all the time. Oh, and I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm 35, so I'm definitely not in the generation that grew up with with a smartphone. Like I remember car phones being like in the car. Like, yes, you know, yes, hundred percent. Was call. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I, I definitely think that the comparison factor and also just people kind of like the expectation to know everything about you. Mm-hmm. Like people thinking mm. that they have the right 
especially being on social media, like that's kind of, it's part of my job. Same as you, Jillian, like that's just part of what I have to do. Yes. Um, but I, I still, I don't, I don't give over complete control to that because it's like, it's still my life and I still only share what I want to share. And people have to respect that. I talk about boundaries a lot. And I think boundaries within social media and what you're willing to share, what you're willing to, I don't know, kind of take on as like a burden, like, oh, I have to share this my whole experience doing this thing because it's sponsored or because people want to know. I mean, there are going to be certain things we're going to share because we want to. And I think in, in a way, the way that I like, I don't know, navigate that is just, do I do it with joy? Am I excited to share it? Is it something that I want people to know about? Mm-hmm. And if not, I don't. I don't feel any pressure to be like, hey, here's me in my pajamas just answering 600 emails. Cool. <laughs> you, you know what else I find really challenging is that what I share is now compromised by the way people respond to it. I'm affected with what I post and what I want to share by the way it rates. So I stopped sharing. And I was like, yeah. okay, these fitness videos work. I'll just do that. Oh, a selfie works. I'll just do that. Where it's like, what I like so much about the stories on Instagram is like, it doesn't rate. There's no like comment. Yeah. And then I'm way more organic about what's going on. But it, it again, I can't believe it bothers me. Like how many comments yeah. or how many likes or I'm like, wow, you guys really didn't care about that. Like it's staggering. Well, it's it's staggering in a way, you know, and if you think of it that, especially because it's work, that's what gets so like convoluted and complicated is just the fact that part of our business is based in that. Right. And for a lot of people, it's that way. And not to mention just the comparison factor. I think that's the hardest thing for for everybody is you're comparing your regular life, you sitting in your sweatpants at home watching TV to someone's highlight reel where they're in like a thousand dollar dress in the middle of Italy on vacation for My some God, reason. God, that's you know? so true. Yes. And I think that that's, that's the interesting thing about like Instagram saying that they might decide to hide the likes, like not show it anymore. So it like takes away that. And I think, I really think it could be a positive thing. Do you think they'll actually do that though? Because it's such a, it's, I think that's, I don't know enough about Snapchat, but I find that like people like other than young kids, it seems like because there's no like popularity contest, you can't really tell who's more popular. Like a lot of influencers haven't really stuck with Snap in in, in my, I, I don't know. I don't see a lot of fitness people on there the way they were starting. And now they're not so much or like, yeah. And I, I no, sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to agree. I agree with you. I don't think they'll end up taking away the likes and hiding them. I think the announcement that they were considering it was kind of like a beta test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Because, in some ways, I mean, I'd like to say, oh, they're so altruistic and these companies like really care about our mental health. But by and large, I find that they just want people to know they're aware, but that doesn't mean they're going to change anything. Right. And I know that's super cynical, but I, it's like they're bread and butter. Like people are on the platform to make money. People join the platform to to share things and they want to see that others like it and see it. You know, I mean, you think about the reason it's like a reward system. Why would they take that away? Katie, what's your take on people's productivity? I'd love to kind of, what have you learned or studied or concluded from people's productivity because of social and the addiction that it's caused them? Yeah, I mean, the main thing, to be honest, is notifications. Everybody needs mm-hmm. to turn off their notifications. Oh, my God. Because the thing- yes, in the middle of answering three emails or being on a call, ding, and you're just like, ugh, 
That's a, your focus is pulled. Yes. Right? I even turned off the one where it was like, oh, you got a message from so-and-so. It's like texting, but on another yeah. platform. All right. I love that one. Sorry. Totally. Please keep going. No, you're fine. But turning off notifications is the first step because we know through research that our brain, when it's distracted, so when a notification comes through and we're like, oh, even if you just look, you look at your phone and you're like, oh, Susie texted me. I'll get back to her later. But that disruption of your productivity, of your process, let's say you were writing an email or you were um, putting together a workout or whatever, you, it takes you 22 minutes to refocus. Oh, my God. Every, I mean, just imagine. 22 minutes. That's yeah, for so, you to get back in that group. Son of a bitch. You know? Yeah. So the ultimate question here, right, or like, what are your top tips um, to consume social media in a healthy way? Now, we've, we've pulled a bunch of them out of you, but like to, to kind of like bullet point yeah. them at the end. And, and if we missed anything, like, is it this like a diet for your eyes? Like, do you go through and you like just clean shit out if it doesn't make you feel good, like you said? And, yeah. and then, 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 okay, and then you've got your notifications on, but should you like do the opposite? Should you go through and be like, okay, this makes me, this makes me feel good. This warms my heart and start like really curating that feed? Yes, 100%. Because otherwise we'll, we'll be like digesting with our eyes stuff that ends up making us feel worse. Right. And it doesn't have anything to do with the other person. Like you can mute them so that they don't know. But I, I actually encourage people just to have a conversation with their friends about social media. And it's okay to say, like, hey, sometimes, you know, I just have been feeling down and it's hard for me to watch people who aren't, who are, like, doing really great and, like, on vacation and all this stuff. And be like, so I just haven't been following as many people or haven't been spending as much time online. I think having a conversation is kind of great because we all feel that way. We're just not talking about it. God, it is so tr- I I just can't believe that I feel that way as a grown woman. And I have to stop and think to myself, like, yeah. Jill, this is crazy. Number one, you're an adult. Number two, you're doing really well. You're very fortunate, better than most. You're very lucky. And, like, how is it possible that I can feel left out like it's high school mm. or, like, mm-hmm. I'm not living my best life like they are? And it, it yeah. does really, like, it's insane. I had to literally go through and mute stuff and then look at, like, all right, who... What's feel good? Like, I like Nat Geo. That makes me happy. I like this travel thing. That's cool. Like, these friends make me feel good. Okay. But, like, it, you're right. And then I would go through at the end of the day, like, a job and try to be like, okay, like, like, like on, on these people's posts. And if you're feeling that way. Right. Imagine, what, imagine the what the average bear is feeling. So, God. I'm not feeling any of that. Because you got <laughs> off of it. I can't get off of it. <laughs> Friggin, I cannot. Which is, by the way, like I prefer to talk to people on the forums of our app. It's so much cleaner for me because it's it's like people then think like, oh, you don't care about your your audience. It's like, no, I do care. It's just so po- this yeah. like social has poisoned the well with all this other shit that makes me feel mm-hmm. bad. That like I I care, but it's so like I miss the days of message boards. Right. We literally put yeah. message boards back in my app. So that I could take questions there and interact with people without having to deal with all the negativity on social. Even even this yeah. Facebook group that we have, dude, like haters get in there and weird trolls get in there. And I'm like, oh, I can't stand it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. yeah. So I so I absolutely love everything you're doing and everything you're saying. Guys, you've got to get Katie's book are you okay? A guide to caring for your mental health. And but your your YouTube channel is just we just search you, right? Katie Morton. Am I wrong? Yeah, you can so, find me on all socials. Just Katie Morton. I put out videos on Mondays and Thursdays. And it's K A T I, guys. M O R 
T-O-N. Um, you're amazing. Will you please come back and share more with us? I'd love to have you I'd on uh, yeah, regularly. Anytime. So you're, you're just fantastic. We're huge fans. And I cannot thank you enough for all the time we've taken, especially for Giancarlo to get situated. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much yes. for having me. It's my pleasure. Continued success, Katie. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Katie. Have a good one. Thank you. Take right. care.